the white man behind Black Lives Matter. Mr. Reagan. Now, everybody thinks that Black Lives Matter is a grassroots organization that emerged organically from a groundswell of frustration coming out of the black community. But it was not. Black Lives Matter is the racist incarnation of the Marxist teachings of this man. Black Lives Matter is a racist organization, the stated purpose of which is the destruction of Western civilization, which they refer to as imperialist. They're anti-American, anti-family, anti-heterosexual, anti-Christian, sexist against men, and racist against white people. They are 100% a hate group. In their own words, they want to, quote, disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family. So, no more mom, dad, and kids. I mean, that's so Western prescribed. (laughs) We don't like that. No, they want to, quote, free ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking. Okay. They want to, quote, build a space free from environments in which men are centered. They use all this pseudo-intellectual language to try to disguise their bigotry. It's pretty funny. Could you imagine the KKK having on their website, we want to build a space that affirms white men and is free from environments in which black people are centered. (laughs) That's pretty funny. All right. They want to abolish the police. Abolish, not just defund. Black Lives Matter is a hate group, and worse, they organize, promote, and facilitate acts of terrorism. These protests are not peaceful. They're violent. People die. They murder police officers and Trump supporters. They want those with whom they disagree to literally bend a knee in submission and shout their allegiance to their cause. And if not, your business might be burned, and you just might get a bullet to the head. And crazier still, they've duped all these celebrities and corporations into supporting them. Every time I see a Black Lives Matter flag draped over a commercial building, I think that's basically the equivalent of posting a swastika. But instead of anti-Semitic, they're anti-white, anti-male, anti-Christian. But besides the different people that Black Lives Matter and the Nazis were targeting, it really is the same thing. Recently, an old interview resurfaced of Patrice Kahn Cullors, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter. This video depicted her saying this. We actually do have an ideological frame. Um, Myself and Alicia in particular are trained organizers. Um, We uh, are trained Marxists. We are super versed um, on sort of ideological theories. Now, there were probably a lot of people who were shocked by this, but for those who know a little bit about the Marxist strategy to destroy the United States by exacerbating racial tensions in America, this was natural. Of course they're Marxists. Of course. Now, because Patrice Kahn Cullors is a black woman, people think Black Lives Matter is a grassroots organization born out of the black community. But this is not remotely true. Patrice Kahn Cullors is a black lesbian Marxist. She's at the top of the leftist hierarchy of intersectional identity politics. Being black, great. Being a black woman, fantastic. Being a black lesbian, perfection, top of the intersectional hierarchy. But being a black lesbian Marxist, I mean, she's practically a god to the left. Patrice Conkillers grew up a poor black girl who went to a middle-class white school. So she grew up with white kids. And what I've been able to gather from her interviews, she grew to absolutely resent white people. She saw the difference between how her poor criminal family lived and how the law-abiding white kids at her school lived and she grew resentful. Now there were, of course, poor white kids in her neighborhood. And of course there were also rich black kids in America, but Patrice Kahn Cullors seems to associate wealth with whiteness and blackness with poverty. I mean, like Joe Biden says, poor kids are just as smart as white kids. 
Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. And so, Patrice Kahn Cullors, the founder of Black Lives Matter, has a very specific and a very distorted view of America. When she was a little girl, she saw her neighborhood targeted by police because of the gangs there. And her father was in and out of prison. She actually watched her brother get arrested and hauled off to jail. And she herself was arrested at age 12 for smoking weed in the girl's bathroom at her school. But to listen to this girl talk, she and her brother and every other black person in her neighborhood, they were all just victims. Victims of the evil police who were targeting them just because they were black. Monty Colors, who was criminalized very early on, Monty's first time in juvenile hall was 13 years old. And he would spend um, from 13 till 36 in and out of juvenile hall, prisons and lockdown facilities simply because of his mental illness and the war on drugs. We didn't know Monty was suffering from mental illness. When Monty was arrested for a robbery and when he was 18 years old, um, broke someone's window, he said the voices told him to do it. And... Uh, ended up going to prison for three years. Never mind that her neighborhood was infested with gangs. Never mind that her father was a criminal. Never mind that her brother was a criminal. Never mind that she did smoke weed illegally in her bathroom, knowing full well that it was illegal. Never mind the fact that the police were reacting to crimes that were really being committed. None of that matters. Patrice Kahn Cullors has an excuse for everything. She is the victim. Her family members are victims. Her neighbors were victims. Black people are all, according to Cullors, victims. So she resents white people and she resents the police. And now with her background fully established in her mind, let's move on to her Marxist training. This is the man I showed you at the top of the show. His name is Eric Mann. Here's what Colors had to say about Eric Mann. I'm a trained organizer. And so I think sometimes people think that because Black Lives Matter is the biggest thing, um, that that's the first thing I ever did. <laughs> and it's not. I um, was trained uh, knocking on doors, you know, getting on um, buses and passing out flyers and getting people to join organizations. The Labor Community Strategy Center is my first political home. It's where I would um, be a part of what is it's famous for, which is the Bus Riders Union. Started by an old friend of mine, Eric Mann. Yes, Eric Mann, that's my mentor. (laughs) This is the white man behind Black Lives Matter. So who is this guy? Who is the mentor of Patrice Kahn Cullors? Who is Eric Mann? Eric Mann is a very famous Marxist. He was convicted of participating in five counts of assault and battery, disturbing the peace, damaging property, defacing a building, and disturbing a public assembly in 1969 as a leading member of a group called the Weather Underground, a terrorist group led by a man called Bill Ayers. Another supporter of the Weather Underground, Susan Rosenberg, was sent to prison for the possession of 740 pounds of explosives, an Uzi submachine gun, an M14 rifle, another rifle with a telescopic scope, and a sawed-off shotgun, three 9mm handguns, and a load of ammunition. I mean, these people were legit terrorists. Side note, Bill Clinton commuted Susan Rosenberg's prison sentence, so what does that tell you about the Clintons? But we'll get back to Susan Rosenberg in a minute. The philosophy of the Weather Underground has been summed up in a quote from Bill Ayers. He said, Kill all the rich people. Break up their cars and apartments. Bring the revolution home. Kill your parents. That's where it's really at. Sounds a little familiar. Sounds like what's going on with Black Lives Matter today. According to Wikipedia, the Weather Underground adopted the belief that all white babies were tainted with the original sin of skin privilege, declaring that all white babies are pigs. And then eventually, the Weather Underground declared war on the United States. Now we are everywhere, and next week families and tribes will attack the enemy around the country. 
We are not just attacking targets. We are bringing a pitiful, helpless giant to its knees. In 1969, they rioted at Harvard University, beating staff and destroying property. They then robbed a National Guard armory and a bank, killing an officer who tried to stop them. Then they bombed a statue, the Haymarket Police Statue in Chicago. That radical left-wing group, the Weathermen, has claimed responsibility for yesterday's dynamiting of a statue of a Chicago policeman. The group promises more attacks on the establishment around the entire country starting next week. They then organized riots in Chicago called the Days of Rage. They then shot into a police station in Cambridge, Massachusetts. They then bombed several Chicago police cars. In 1970, they targeted the home of New York Supreme Court Justice John Murtaugh with Molotov cocktails. Molotov cocktails were also used to firebomb the Columbia University Law Library, a police car at a police station. And they also firebombed several Army and Navy recruiting booths. The Weather Underground planned an attack on Army soldiers at Fort Dix and on random people at Columbia University. They developed a huge number of explosives for this purpose, but their plan failed because one of the bombs went off in their hideout, killing three of the Weather Underground members. They then bombed a New York police department with 10 sticks of dynamite. They then bombed the U.S. Senate building, causing hundreds of thousands of dollars of damage. Credit for the Capitol bombing was claimed in a letter received by the Associated Press today, signed by the Weather Underground and postmarked Elizabeth New Jersey. There was heavy damage to the nearby barber shop. Windows were smashed there and a hundred feet away in the Senate restaurant where tables were overturned and a priceless stained glass mosaic destroyed. Damage estimated in the hundreds of thousands of dollars might have been far worse, but for the three-foot-thick walls in the oldest part of the Capitol. Thankfully, nobody was killed in that explosion. They then bombed the Pentagon by placing a bomb in the women's bathroom. A bomb exploded early this morning in the Pentagon, and left-wing terrorists telephoned newspapers to say they were responsible. Stephen Gere reports. The explosion destroyed one of the Pentagon's 140 women's restrooms and blasted out a wall on the fourth floor. And honestly, there were tons of other bombings, too many to list here. If you want to see a list of them, check out the list of weathermen actions on Wikipedia. The Weather Underground were attempting to commit acts of terrorism against what they called U.S. imperialism. Take note that many of their targets were police departments, police cars, and policemen. And consider the current demand of Black Lives Matter, defund the police. And actually, the original call from Black Lives Matter, and most people don't remember this, was abolish the police. We need to abolish the police, period. Demilitarize the police. The new abolitionist movement is, it's about transformative justice. In Minnesota, remember, they burned down a police department. In Seattle, they took one over. Black Lives Matter has probably burned more police cars in the past few months than have ever been burned in the history of the country. And not only that, but... A black man in Los Angeles recently tried to execute two police officers in a horrific and cowardly shooting, no doubt inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement. And then there were the officers in Louisville who were shot recently. And this guy, Eric Mann, he was the mentor of Patrice Con Cullors, the founder of Black Lives Matter. And so just think about this a minute. that You have all of these terrorist attacks by this organization, the Weather Underground. This guy, Eric Mann, is heavily involved with them. He's got the same philosophy as they do. He is the mentor of Patrice Kahn Cullors, the founder of Black Lives Matter, an organization that's basically doing a lot of the same things now. Now, keep in mind that Bill Ayers, Bernadine Dorn, and several other members of the Weather Underground eventually became university professors. The Weather Underground, though detestable in every sense, it wasn't a particularly effective terrorist organization. They didn't 
push the culture in really in, in any direction in any significant way. But there is a theory amongst Marxists called the long march through the universities. And the idea is that if Marxist ideas can be taught to several generations of university students, then eventually there will be like a cultural shift towards Marxism. And this has been effective, as we've seen. But ironically, it might be Eric Mann who has had the greatest impact, having germinated the Black Lives Matter movement through Patrice Kahn Cullors. Now, the organization that Patrice was originally involved in, the organization in which Eric Mann was her mentor, this organization was called the Labor Community Strategic Center. The Labor Community Strategic Center lays out its philosophy this way. The Labor Community Strategic Center is an urban experiment to grassroots organizing focused in black and Latino communities with deep historical ties to the long history of anti-colonial, anti-imperialist, pro-communist resistance to the U.S. empire. We teach and study history of the indigenous rebellions against the initial European genocide invasions, the great slave Haitian revolution of the, night of the 1790s, the great slave rebellions that won the U.S. Civil War, for the racist North as explained by W.E.B. Du Bois' Black Reconstruction in America. Good Lord. Just utter rubbish. Pseudo-history, fake history, promoting radicalism and craziness. But this is the part I found particularly striking. The long history of anti-colonial, anti-imperialist, pro-communist resistance to the U.S. empire. Resistance to the U.S. empire. Essentially, they are anti-America. They're against this country. That's their position. They stand in opposition to America. Now, remember, I mentioned that I get back to this convicted terrorist, Susan Rosenberg. So it turns out that... She was the vice chair of an organization called Thousand Currents. Thousand Currents is a far-left organization that until recently used its non-profit tax-exempt status to manage Black Lives Matter donations. Since the connection between Black Lives Matter and Susan Rosenberg was exposed, the organization has shifted its partnership away from Thousand Currents and to another organization, the Tides Foundation. And the Tides Foundation is funded, at least in part, by the most notorious left-wing white man of them all, the emperor himself, well, I can't say his name or I'll be demonetized, but it rhymes with Porge Poros. And Porge Poros, by the way, has been on a bit of a binge lately trying to get radical left district attorneys in place all over the United States in order to stop prosecuting black criminals. In Contra Costa County, California, for instance, the district attorney, Deanne Becton, has declared that police investigators must determine whether or not looters needed the stuff that they stole. <laughs> hey, Jim, this guy says he needed those Rolex watches he stole, so, I mean, I guess we gotta let him go. It's all good. All good. Diane Becton's campaign was funded, by the way, by Porge Poros. Yeah, so there's this big push to just not prosecute black people in America. At the same time, Black Lives Matter wants to abolish the police. Funny how all these goals seem to align. So Black Lives Matter seems to merely be an extension of an older terrorist organization, the Weather Underground. And perhaps you can call it a rebirth of that organization. It seems to have the same motivations seems to have the same philosophy, and it seems to have the same goals. Both groups seem to believe that the United States is evil, the police are the enemy, and the country must be destroyed so that a new Marxist state will emerge from the ashes. Black Lives Matter is not actually interested in black lives. The organization is interested in the destruction of the country. Black people are merely being exploited to that end. Well, that's it for me. And remember, it's not that our liberal friends are ignorant, it's just that they know so much that isn't so. Good night. This is the specter our well-meaning liberal friends refuse to face, that their policy of accommodation is appeasement. If we continue to accommodate, continue to back and retreat, 
Therein lies the road to war. You and I know and do not believe that life is so dear and peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery.